All right, let's pray. Our Father God in heaven, Lord, we do thank you, God. We, we um, are, are particularly fond of what it is that you've done for us. God, that, that you've sent your Son to wash away our sins. God, as we come together and as we have many burdens and, and, and issues and, and just stuff going on in our life, God, I ask that we can just set those aside, set that stuff aside, not that it's not important, but set it aside, set it at your feet so we can hear from your word. So God, uh, today uh, we want to lift everything to you. We want to give you everything. We want to welcome you here as we learn. I praise in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right, you all have a seat. How we doing? Great, good, eh? It's not raining. It's not raining. That's fantastic. Whoo! Awesome. So here's the deal. I'm going to, uh, in, uh-oh, where'd my notes go? Oh, wrong, wrong book. Wrong book. Um, I'm going to apologize right off the, get, off the bat because, and I know, you're never supposed to start out a, a, a public speaking engagement with apology. I don't care. I'm not normal. Um, I'm just apologizing. We may not get through all of these, uh, all, all these notes today. So um, if we do, awesome. If not... Uh, so be it. But uh, what I want to do today is I want to continue on in our, um, our mission statement series. Uh, if, you, if you look at your, um, your, your little notepad there, your leaflet, I don't even know what this is called now, the, the notes. Um, if you look at this, the, the first part, I want, to, I want to talk about this. You see that at the top of this is, is our mission statement. I, I opened um, the can up with the closing last week of what, uh, what, what this mission statement is for and how this is moving forward, the mission statement of, um, of our church. Uh, for years, we have had a, a mission statement that I've went around numerous times and asked people, like, what's the mission of our church? And I, this is the, the answer that I get. Well, And I understand that, okay? I understand that we don't really know. People say, well, it's love God, love people, impact the world. Yeah, but that's the mission of every Christian. That's a good thing. But we need to have a, 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 a we need, um, a, 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 as uh, some of you that are in the, the, the military understand, um, by the way, uh, tomorrow is where we are celebrating uh, those men and women who gave their lives uh, so we can do this. Uh, understand that, that, that uh, it's not just about a parade. And uh, I, I've said in the past, when you come up to a veteran and say, hey, thank you for your service, do that on Veterans Day. Uh, tomorrow, remember those who have fallen. Remember our fallen soldiers, uh, our brothers and sisters that did not come home. Um, so, uh, anywho, we need marching orders. And that's what this mission statement is, is for. Uh, in the next five weeks, we're going to continue on with this. Uh, today, we're going to talk about um, uh, we. We. What's the we? If you look, it says we are on a mission. We're going to talk about that, who that we is. Um, but then in the following next four weeks, we're going to talk about love, learn, live, lead. In succession, just like that over, over the, the next four. So um, understanding that, that we have um, a, a great need to, I don't want to just, and I guess I, the reason this is, this is a, 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 a drawn out, let's get this, is I want you to get this. I want us all to be able to, when somebody comes up to you and says, what's your church all about? 
I'm glad you asked because the bald guy just pounded this into my head. Now, and be able to, to recite the, the mission statement. So as you see, the, the mission statement here is uh, we exist to bring glory to God by making disciples through committing ourselves to loving him passionately, learning about him continually, living for him daily, and leading others to him intentionally. I, I was told that, you know, that's a long mission statement. It is, but once you, um, you start to uh, like pull it apart as we're going to do over the next few weeks, you're going to see how really easy it is to, um, uh, to, to memorize and, and to understand because it's broken down into a, a few different parts. So um, with that, let's, uh, let's just chat. At the bottom of those notes, you see there's a statement. This isn't my statement. This is a statement that I saw, and I think that this is one of those powerful statements that we can understand what a church is all about, what a church is supposed to be. It says, the church was not designed to be a group of spectators who attend weekly lectures. It was designed to be a trained army with a powerful message. Uh, I, I, I love this. Uh, do, do, I want, do I want people to come in here and uh, attend these lectures, quote-unquote. Absolutely, it's part of, of, of the, the training um, aspect. But what we need to understand, there's a message that's powerful. This isn't just me just speaking. The, the, the message in which we proclaim is a message of our risen Savior. The, the song that we just sang, Jesus paid it all, that's the message in which we're proclaiming. That's power. The Apostle Paul says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it is a power of, for salvation. It's the power. It, the, the way in which you get to heaven it's through the power of the gospel. It's the truth of Jesus Christ. That's a powerful message. The way in which you overcome death, the way in which I overcome death, is the powerful message of Jesus Christ. It's not saying so many prayers. It's not doing so many good things. It's not going to this church or that church. It's not doing any of that. It's trust. It's trust and faith in Jesus Christ. Okay? Are we all on the same page? So there's no, there's no smoke screens or anything else when we're going to talk about the church today. No? I kind of feel bad because I uh, got all riled up in uh, Sunday school this morning, and I feel like I depleted a lot of my energy. So you guys are getting seconds, but that's all right. Come to Sunday school. It was fun. Sometimes leftovers are really good. I love you. And I love that picture that you, brought, you got of Jake. If you find any of me, that I, I'm going to shoot you. <laughs> I know, right? All right. We exist to bring glory to God by making disciples through committing ourselves. That's what I want to talk about today. We exist to bring glory to God by making disciples through committing ourselves. What does it mean to exist? I think that that's a, just a basic question that we need to understand is to have objective reality, to have being. It's, it's this, this, there's a reason why you're here. So when, when we, we talk about and when we look at this, this mission state, there's a reason for this. There's a reason why each one of you are here. Disciples, let's, uh, we, we exist to, to uh, bring glory to God by making disciples. We've talked you know, extensively in the past what a disciple is. Um, uh, understanding that, 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 that a disciple is not only just a believer, but a believer in Jesus Christ, whose life is changed by following Christ and his commands, is important. Because I think that if we understand and we're, we're starting to pull this apart and say, okay, we exist to bring glory to God. How am I going to bring glory to God? Well, it's by making disciples. 
Well, then you say, well, how am I going to make disciples? Do you see how this is kind of building on this? This is part of the how you're going to remember this, this statement. So it's, we exist to, to what? To bring glory to God. How do we do that? By making disciples. Well, how do we make disciples? By committing ourselves. We have to commit ourselves. Understand this. This mission of this church and you as a believer in Jesus Christ, your purpose in life isn't just going to happen. It's not, oh, I'm, I'm a Christian now, everything's going to go good, and God's going to use me. No, you have responsibility. I have responsibility. We have to understand that, that, that with responsibility, that, that there is a required commitment. When you believe in Jesus Christ, you are committing your life to him. So when I'm talking about the, the, this, uh, this mission statement that we're going to be, we're going to be um, using as our, 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 our rudder and our guidance through the years to come, there's a commitment that we have to, we have to commit to. There's a responsibility that we have to commit to. But why do we need a commitment? Some of you are thinking, they're like, okay, I get it. We'll come to church and we'll do whatever, but do we really need to, 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 to stress this commitment? No, I, I think so. And here's why. Because I think commitment provides the necessary environment for growth. Commitment provides the necessary requirement for growth. If you're not committed to something, as soon as something bad happens, or as soon as something better happens, you're going to say deuces and go to do something else, right? If you're not committed to what it is that God is doing in you and in this church, as soon as the bald man says something you don't like, you're going to say, I'll see you later, alligator, after a while, crocodile, right? You're supposed to say that, but that's all right. So, well, we, <laughs> right, I remember that. So, but as soon as something, as soon as something um, bad or better, because it's not always something bad. Maybe somebody invites you to, to a church down the street and they got a, a, a prettier preacher or louder music or quieter music or what, 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 whatever. I mean, maybe there's something different. And you're like, oh, I'm going to go, go here. Okay, here's the deal. If you're not committed, you're going to be drawn away. Same thing, look at, look at in a marriage. If you're not committed in a marriage, there, there's, there's um, a, 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 an easier um, uh, opportunity for Satan to come and disrupt it. There, there, there's got to be a commitment here. And I'm, I'll tell you this until the day I die. You're not committing to me, please. Don't, don't think that like as we're talking about, you're not committing to me. You're committing to each other. That's what makes up the church. And we're going to talk about that, how the church, is, uh, the church is made up of the people. It's not the building. Does the building need taken care of? Yeah, we've talked about that. But you're committing to each other. And, and, and when you commit to each other, it's the same as, as if you're committing in, in your marriage relationship or any relationship you have in your life. It's going to be difficult. It's going to suck sometimes. I'll tell you that. I mean, anyone who's, who's uh, been married, well, Jake and Teresa just did their... Uh, they're three years. So did uh, Jeremiah and Laura had their three-year anniversary. I know that, uh, um, what's your name in the booth? Derek. <laughs> Derek and Michelle. Derek and Michelle. I mean, any, any time, anybody who's going to be married over about um, uh, three minutes is going to understand that there's somebody sinful that I need to work on. It's usually you, but <laughs> it, 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 there's a commitment that needs to take place. And you have a commitment that no matter what's going on, well, you're going you're to fight through this. Well, that's the same commitment we, we need to have with the church because I guarantee you that I'm going to say something to make you mad or I'm going to do something to make you mad. I got issues. 
as my wife. I got issues, but you know what? I want to direct people. I want to guide individuals uh, through, through, through my leadership, through what God has given me, through the help of the elders to, to, uh, to, to greater things which God has in store for us. And we do that inside the local church. So as we're, we're talking about this commitment, it's, it's necessary. But that's not really what I want to talk about. What I want to talk about today is the we. The we. We, 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 all the way home. What is the we? Well, the we is Life Point Church. Okay? The we is Life Point Church. Now, and I will stress that because we cannot, Life Point Church cannot speak for any other church in any of the world. Okay? We have to understand that you are here. Even if you don't want to be here, God has you here for a reason. You make up part of the we. Well, I'm not a member of the church, so I'm not a part of the we. Here's the deal. I will say this out the gate, that a church is made up of members and non-members alike. All right? Are, are there different um, uh, responsibilities and, and things that happen for members that don't for, for non-members? Yeah, there, 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 it's, it, 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 there's differences. But what we need to understand is that doesn't make a member greater than a non-member. I think that, I mean, I, I think that, that, that membership is a, is a great thing because it shows a commitment. It, 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 it's kind of, not, not to, 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 to poke at anybody or, or to, to step on anybody's toes, or, but here's the deal. Um, it's like if, you, if you're, you're, you're with somebody for a long period of time, you're not marrying them. There's a commitment issue going on here. What we need to understand is God wants us to commit to him. God wants you to commit to the local body. If you're not committing to the local body, it's, do you like, are you, and hear me, because this is part of the part that I'm going to make you mad. Are you just here to consume? Like, what can I get out of this? What's in it for me? Well, we're never to have that consumer mentality. If we, if we are like, I need this and I need... That, that's not what Christ died for. Christ did not die for a consumer. Do we reap the benefits of what God does for us? Absolutely. Absolutely. But it's because Christ died, you, we should come together and say, what can I do for him? And this isn't a ploy to get everybody to take all those note cards off the back of the, 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 the bulletin board there. No, I'm not, not saying that. But when we come in here and say, it's what can I get out of it? It revolves around me. What happens is you will get disappointed because you, you will not have your needs met. And then you're going to come away from that like, well, that, that church doesn't really do nothing for me. God, I don't really need him. I could go on with my life. But if you come to, to the, the, the table and say, here, what can I give? God, how can I serve you? He blesses that. So I, I think that we understand that, that, that the we is the church. And it is made up of members and non-members and, and, and different types of people. But I think there's a key thing that we need to talk about here. Is that the church lives its life in, the, in union with Christ and in the power of the Holy Spirit. The church, now, now don't be one of those people like, well, is this, is this big C church or this little C church? Yes, there's a difference. Universal church, local church. But here's the deal. The local church is a representation of the, the, of the universal church. We are a visible representation as a local church of the greater church. 
So what we need to understand is this union with Christ, that means us. That's not some, this, because I think when people talk about the church worldwide, it, it, it's like detaching from reality because it's like you talk about things that, that you don't see and you're not involved in. There's a reason that God put you in a local church because you can see and you can be involved and you can, you can hurt and you can help and you can be real. So understanding that this, this life, it's lived in union with Christ. Well, what does that mean? Well, that means we're not doing it alone. The Apostle Paul says over and over and over and over and over again that we're in Christ. We're in Christ. Now, and not only are we in Christ, we, we, we are um, in the power of the Holy Spirit. So let, let me just throw a couple of verses out at you before we get too far here, because you're going to say, well, he's not even using the Bible today. I am. We're going to get deep into that in a minute. <coughs> Excuse me. Matthew chapter 16, verse 18. Because I think when we talk about the church and we're talking about our union with Christ, we need to see what Christ says about the church. What Christ says about the church. And again, this is not, Jesus is not saying this about the global church. He's saying this about the local church too. And I have seven examples of that for you. But he says there, in Matthew 16, verse 18, he says, And I tell you, you're Peter on, on, on this rock. So he's saying you and you're Peter. So he's talking to the disciples. Peter's just the, rep, the, the representative for the bunch. He's like the, 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 the speaker, the, the, the talking head for this bunch. So he's talking to the disciples and he says, On this rock I will build my church. On the foundation of the apostles. And, he, and the apostle Paul tells us it's on the apostles and the prophets that the church is built with the cornerstone being Christ Jesus. But he says, I, on this rock I will build my church. If you look, this is the first representation, the first uh, mention of, of this, uh, this word, uh, ecclesia, uh, which means uh, a, a gathering uh, of saints. This is the first use of it. He says, on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Just, just, just think about that. And this is, this is one of those confident things where um, in the past we've had a lot of crazy things go on in this church. And we've had a lot of uh, questions that have arise like, will the, the, will the church withstand, you know, uh, this? We had a split a couple times and we did this. And will the church withstand that? Yeah, the church is going to withstand the gates of hell. If Christ is building the church, nothing is going to stop us. Are we going to hit some bumps in the road? Yeah. You better believe it, especially when there's people involved, right? Some of you are sitting there like, not me. Yeah, you're probably the one. So, but understand that Christ said that I'm going to build my church. Lee's not going to build my church. Jake and Kurt are not going to build my church. The deacons, the people are not going to build my church. I'm going to build my church. And when I build my church, the gates of hell will not prevail against it. That's where we can stand strong and we can be firm. And uh, the guys in here, we can beat our chest. Right? Because it's not us. It's Christ who's building the church. It's Christ who's going to defend the church. Do we have to be faithful? Absolutely. How how do we do that? Through the power of the Holy Spirit. I said I had seven seven, uh, reasons or seven evidences of why we, we live in the power of the Holy Spirit with inside the church. 
Um, you don't have to turn there, but you can do this on your own because everybody look, likes uh, an assignment that goes to the book of Revelation. <sighs> Seven times in the book of Revelation, Jesus says, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Seven times. I mean, you almost have to take a shoe off for that. Seven times Jesus makes reference to local churches and the importance of what he says to local churches. Don't, don't let that kind of like, oh, here we go. No, no, no. Let that sink in. The, the, the creator of the universe speaks directly to local churches. We are important. When it's talking about the church, he's talking about you. He's talking about me. He's talking about we. If you read the book of Ephesians, and he's talking about this mystery, and he talks about, he uses marriage as a symbol of Christ and his bride. We need to understand that we, us, we're the bride of Christ. We are the bride of Christ. So, we, we say these things, uh, the, the church lives in its life in union with Christ and in the power of the Holy Spirit. But what is a local church? Because I, I think that we need to, 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 you know me, I love to define terms and everything. I gave this one a few, it's been a couple years, I think, that we went over this. But just to, to bring us back up to speed, a local church. So is a gathering of Christians joined together in love. <laughs> That's a big thing. Joined together in love to meet regularly under the authority of Scripture. That's key. You're not, you're not under my authority. You're not under the authority of the, the, the elders. We're under authority of Scripture. And the leadership of the pastor and elders. Yes, we're here to guide and direct, but we're under the authority of God and his word. Understand that. Understand that, 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 this, that there's a reason why God in his infant comedic relief put me here to, to lead this rabble, right? Again, look around, you're like, well, I don't think it's a rabble. It's because it's you again right? We're a rabble. We're like a bunch of misfits. Fine. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Because I read in the book of Revelation that every tribe and tongue, every nation, all sorts of people are going to be at the foot, at the throne, worshiping God. So we have, we have hope. But understand that as we come together, there is leadership that needs to take place. We can't just come together. If we just come together and we just kind of hang out, uh, you know, most church people call it fellowship. <laughs> fellowship is good, but there's got to be a purpose in it. If we're just coming to hang out just to hang out, that's not church. Church has to come under the authority. The local church comes under the authority of Scripture and the leadership of uh, the elders. So, what's the big idea? I, I think that this is important. 
Because as we're talking about we and how we're the local church, and the, the big idea here is, uh, I, I've, heard, I've heard too many times uh, people talk about, well, yeah, the, 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 the church is kind of like God's plan B, because plan A didn't work out. I've heard that. Like, well, God chose the people, the people of Israel, and they just were rebellious, and they didn't work out, and so he had to come up with a plan B. Well, that's not true. The local church was purposed, was purposed before creation to be instrumental in God's eternal plan. Why do I say, okay, now we're talking about big picture church. No, I'm talking about this church right here. Life Point Church of Atwater. This, this group of us that are, are like, we're just trying to do what, what, the, the right thing. We're instrumental to God's eternal plan. You're in, just think about that. You're instrumental. Don't let that, don't let that, I mean, don't, don't take that lightly. Like when we come here on, on Sunday, God's working here different than he works on the outside. The, the, there, there's a reason why phones are going off all over the place. <laughs> Everybody check your phone, turn it off, whatever. Unless it's Jesus, I mean, it's, it's, it's always a good thing. But we're instrumental. We, LifePoint Church is instrumental. Even when you don't like what's going on, or even when I say something that you don't like, or one of the elders, or whatever, God has you here for a reason. And it's part of his plan for you to be here. Turn to um, Ephesians chapter 3. I told you I'd get in. It's just been a long introduction. <clears throat> now to the meat and potatoes, as Bobby said. Now I'm hungry. Because here in Ephesians chapter 3, what we see is the, 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 the truth behind that the, the church is not God's plan B. It's, it, it's been his plan all from the beginning. Look at verse 8. We'll just read a few verses here. Um, verse 8 says, uh, to me, uh, though I am the very least of all the saints. So Paul's saying, uh, you know, I'm the least of all the saints. This grace was given, given uh, to preach the, to the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ and to bring to light for everyone what is the plan of the mystery hidden for ages in God who created all things. So that through the what? Through the church, the manifold wisdom of God might now be made known to the rulers and authorities in heavenly places. This was according to the eternal purpose that, has re that, that he has realized, made real, in Christ Jesus our Lord. God's eternal purpose included LifePoint Church. God's eternal purpose for you here has been included since the foundation of the world. What is your role? I don't know what your role is. It's different for different people. But understanding that God wants to use you, but you have to commit your life to him, that's the scary part for some. I, I love when Jesus is talking about, he's talking to uh, some of his, uh, his people and some, and some of the crowds and stuff like that, he says, you know, you, you, if you're an earthly father and you give good gifts, how much a greater gifts will your heavenly father give you? 
When we commit ourselves to, to God and we commit ourselves to his church, he wants to bless us in ways that we have no, we, we can't even imagine. Yeah, but I ain't got time to do that. I, I'm not asking you to sacrifice all of your time. I'm asking you just to commit to God. God has given you everything. God has given you every second of every day. Well, what are you giving him? If we look at this, it says that this eternal purpose, what's eternal mean? It's always been. His eternal purpose was the church. What is the eternal purpose of the church? Turn over to uh, 1 Timothy 3. Because I think that we, we see, like, well, it says that the manifold wisdom of God is revealed. Okay, how is that revealed? That's what we're going we're gonna to answer here. In 1 Timothy chapter 3. Because in 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 14, Paul's talking to, to, to young Timothy here, and he says, I hope to come to you soon, but I'm writing these things to you so that if I delay, so if I don't get to you right away, you may know how one ought to behave in a household of God, which is the church. So the church is the household of God. The local church is the household of God. Again, this is not just universal church. This is local church. This is the household of God. This is what I'm sure I know that the chuckle has been really hammering home to a lot of people. And the deacons are like, we need to take care of God's house. Yes, we do. The household of God, though, this is what the people who meet inside here. We are the household of God. The church, and it says, the church of the living God. Uh, if the kids were up here, they would, they would sing it out. God's not dead, he's surely alive, right? So understand that, that, that we, as LifePoint Church, we're a church of the living God. But why do we walk around so many times with our heads down and act like God's dead? Right? It's like I said, I think last week or something, maybe a couple weeks ago, we have a lot of cranky Christians sometimes. Sometimes we're there. We need to understand that God's not dead. He's alive. Uh, the, the church is, is one who serves a God who's alive and who is not dead. So let, let's just, so if we believe that, let's act that way, right? Let's just try that for once. But he goes on here to say, and this is the, the part where we're, we're talking about, like, so how do we see the eternal plan of God played out here? Well, it says here that um, the church is, the, or which is the church of the living God, a pillar and buttress, a pillar and buttress of the truth. We don't use words like buttress, but you can understand what a pillar is. Uh, buttress is about the same thing. It's something that supports the church is to, to, to show and to support the truth. We are to be the, the, the lighthouse within the, the community in which we live, wherever it's, it's not only where we meet our gathering places. We all, we come from different areas here, but we're, we're to be the pillar and the buttress of truth. Too, too many times we have, there's even something called fake news now, right? Like people spend their time watching and listening to fake news. Like, I, I don't get that. Like, life is hard enough to keep up with what is true. So why inundate yourself with something that is false? In the same sense, when we're here at this church, 
Life Point Church, we need to understand that the truth is what sets us free. It's understanding that, that we need to learn the truth. Because why do we need why do we need to learn the truth? And so when people ask you questions, you can tell them the truth. It's not just telling opinions. Well, I think this and no, it's telling the truth. Do we know all the answers? No, we don't know all the answers. But what we, what we need to do is we need to go to the source of truth that goes back to the authority of Scripture. We're to be the local church. Life Point Church is to be the pillar and the buttress of truth. That does not mean that my brother, uh, that I love dearly up the road, uh, that his church is not a pillar and buttress of truth. I'm, I remember, I love Rich, and he preaches, I mean, fervently, he, he's a, one, of, one of those guys that I would not at all think that, 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 that uh, he's preaching uh, anything that's off topic or whatever. Dude preaches the Bible, but what I said at the beginning here is we have to focus on our church. We have to be responsible for our church. We, LifePoint Church, need to understand that we are the pillar and the buttress of truth. And then along with our brother up the road and, and, and the people up the road with our brothers and sisters, we can come together as pillars and buttresses of truth and see great things happen. But we have to understand and we have to claim, and this is not name it, claim it, but we have to understand that we have to believe and commit ourselves to the truth. That's how we're going to understand that, 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 that we are the pillar and the buttress of this truth. How do we do that? Just look one chapter over, and I think we see the answer here. First uh, Timothy 4, verse 11 says, Command and teach these things. Let no one despise you for your youth, but set the believers an example in speech and conduct and love and faith and purity until I come. Devote yourself to public to the public reading of Scripture, to exhortation, to teaching. Do not, do not neglect the gift that you have, which God has given you by prophecy when the council of elders laid their hands on you. Practice these things. Immerse yourself in them so that all may see your progress. Keep a close watch on yourself and on the teaching. Persist in this, for by doing so you will save both yourself and your hearers. How, how, how do we, we, we um, focus on the, the, the pillar and the buttress of truth? How, how do we understand that, that, that we're, we're on the right path and we're doing the right thing? Well, Paul tells Timothy here that we need to uh, be devoted to some things. We need to be, be devoted to the public reading of Scripture. That's why we use the Bible here. There's something that happens... When God's word is audibly spoken, because God says that his word will not return void or it will not return empty. So it's important to read God's word, not only for us to read it personally and privately and quietly, but at times read it out loud. Because as much as you want to, as much as you, you may not know or whatever or, or think, um, uh, the devil cannot be inside of, you, inside of you if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, all right? The, the, the devil does not know your, your thoughts. The devil cannot be in there if you're a believer of Jesus Christ because um, the, the, you can't serve two masters, two, the, the, the spirit of God and the spirit of the devil cannot be in you at the same time. But what can happen 
is that you can listen to the voice of the devil on the outside, or you can pray silently all the time to yourself. If you pray silently, does God hear you? Absolutely. A hundred percent. Does God? Yes, he does. But sometimes the devil needs to hear you. So praying out loud, reading scripture out loud is important. I'm not saying that we, everybody grab their Bibles and we're going to walk up and down the road and reading scripture out loud, casting out demons and everything. No, 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 no. I'm, how about this? You're having a bad day. Next time you have a bad day, find a quiet place and read your Bible. Pick out, if you don't know, I don't know where to go. Go to, to, to my favorite Psalm, Psalm 37. I, I love that Psalm. I think it speaks into dark times and bad times. It, it's a longer one, but go there, read that out loud. Just read it. Read it out loud. And then remind Satan that he, um, he ain't got no power over you. Just to remind him. He, 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 he's, he's powerless. Satan only has the power in which you give him. He's already been defeated. Sometimes we just need to bring him and remind him of, of that because he tries to deceive us and to think that, that, uh, that he rules the world. He doesn't. Our king rules the world. King Jesus rules the world. Satan, you just, man, you, you're, you're a, a snake that has a, his teeth torn out and his lips super glued together. You just might look scary, but you ain't got nothing on me. He just needs reminded of that sometimes. So out loud, it, it, it's important of that reading and that, that, that verbalization. And it says also to exhort or to, or, or to exhortation. What is exhortation? Exhortation is what I'm pretty good at. It's the urgently encouraging to do something. When you urgently encourage, like this is when we come together, like I want to urge, I'm not going to force anybody to do anything. But there's a reason, there's a reason behind all this. Like I want, I, I, I don't know everything. I've seen a lot, of, a, a, a lot of things. I've talked to a lot of people. I've read a lot of truth. And I want to encourage you towards that. Sometimes I may come across a little bit too, too, too bold. Maybe I'll spit on you a little bit. I, no, it's not intentional. But this exhortation, like, goodness, like, you, if you're heading down a wrong path, do you want somebody to snatch you out of there? Or do you want to just run right into the fire? Sometimes that, 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 that let's call that, that, that eagerness must be there. And then also, it says, devoting yourselves to teaching. That's something else we do here. Because how can you learn if you're not taught? God wants us to know what he says. And, and, and I don't want anybody to feel bad, but the, the, the reality is that, that most of, 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 of you don't pick up your Bible until Sunday. When I say open to Ephesians chapter 3, that's, 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 it's, it's bad, but, and well, there's really no buts about it, other than this is all the more reason why we need teaching. This is all the more reason why you need to hear the truth. This is all the more reason why Jake and Kurt's job, they, they probably got, other than my wife, probably have the hardest jobs of anybody inside the church. They have to keep a, wrang, a, a, a wrangle on me, keep a leash on me, make sure that I'm not going to teach something that's, that, that, that's heretical, teach something that's not true. Because the, 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 the truth is, the need is, that when we come together, there's got to be a devotion to 
Public reading of scripture, exhortation to teaching. Because if we're going to be the pillar and buttress of truth in, in, in our community, in our homes, that's where it starts. In our homes, it starts with the truth. It's not, oh, went to church today, got my Jesus on, let me go live however I want the rest of the week and come back. No. There are hurting people sitting amongst us. Some of us are hurting. Relationships or jobs or whatever. If I don't know anything else, I know this. That if Christ conquered Satan's sin and death, he overcame the grave, he can, he can and will guide you to overcome whatever obstacles in your life. But it comes to, to committing yourselves to him. That, that, that's what it all comes down to. So if this understanding that a church is not designed to be a group of spectators who attend weekly lectures, lectures, it's designed to be a, a, a trained army, there's a commitment. When I joined the Marine Corps, I, I signed on the dotted line. Those of you who are in the service, you, signed, you committed to that. I can remember this, and, I, and I'm, I'm at, now I'm not ashamed. At the time, I was... Ugh. I can remember... In boot camp, I turned 18 in boot camp, and, and in boot camp, it was right around that time, so when I turned 18, I was there for like, you know, a week or so, and that first week of boot camp um, sucks, because you don't know what's going on. Your whole life has changed. I can remember standing outside of my senior drill instructor's hut, which was just his office. You couldn't go in there, so you had to stand outside, and you had to rap three times, wham, wham, wham on the door, and, and then uh, say whatever ever it is that you, that you wanted to say. But you couldn't speak in the first person. You had to speak in the third person. So it's this recruit, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, I, I can remember doing that and saying, this recruit wants to go home. I'm done. And, and I can remember, I'm, I'm standing, I was bawling my eyes out. And, and uh, you can make fun of me if, if you want. I don't care. I was bawling. I didn't hear what you said. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> I was bawling my eyes out, telling the, 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 this, this, this senior drill instructor, which I find out later was um, in contact with my, uh, my mom and my stepdad at the time. They, 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 they were talking the whole time, and they were, it was craziness. Anywho, um, but I, the, the, I was standing out and I was telling my senior drill instructor, I made a mistake. I didn't know what I was getting myself into. I can't do this anymore. I just want to go home. He made me say, do you want to go home to your mommy? Yeah, I want to go home to my mommy. You know, I was just, I was done. And he pulled me aside and he said, son, and I remember this. He said, son, you made a commitment. You got to follow through with that commitment. If I let you go home now, you're going to just run away from things the rest of your life. You're, you're, you're never going to, to follow through on anything. Now, at that time, I was like, I still want to go home. But it, it made sense. And, 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 and I look at commitment now in a different light because of that. When I, I commit, I want to commit everything. Because when it gets tough, when you want to run home to mommy you got to understand that you've made this commitment. And the commitment that, that, that you first make is with God. 
Now, are things not going to always go your way? You better believe it. But that commitment that you've made to God is not just so, I'm here, God, whenever you need me. It's to understand that he's there whenever you need him. And that's what I want us to, to, to grab hold of here at LifePoint Church and understand that the commitment is not to me. The commitment's to each other. That no matter what happens, we're not going to run. We're going to stand because we understand that Jesus says the gates of hell will not prevail against us. Let's pray. God, it's always my prayer that the ramblings of a madman can be sifted through and, and your truth can be heard. God, I, I know that where we sit here and we want to do what you want us to do. Lord, let us understand that we need to commit to the we. We need to commit to what it is that, that, that you are doing in the we. And God, just stand, stand firm no matter what comes our way. God, we ask that, 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 that this mission that you have given us, this statement that we can live it out in the years to come, that we can see your work done in ways we're just like blown away. That your people grab hold and say, I'm going to commit. It's going to be hard, but I'm going to commit. And God, we ask that all glory goes to you. Lord Jesus, we pray this in your name. Amen.